Hey, I'm Bex, and this is Fun Kids Meet, the podcast where we meet your heroes. Now, I recently caught up with author Ian Mark to chat all about his brand new book, Monsters Bite Back. It's the second book in the Monster Hunting series. Ian even admits to having his own book of monsters. I am joined now by the author Ian Mark. Hey, Ian, how you doing? Welcome to Fun Kids. Oh, thank you. It's a real pleasure to be here. Well, I am very excited to have you on Fun Kids because we've spoken before, uh, but never on our radio station. And you are the author of a brand new book called Monsters Bite Back, which is the second in your Monsters series. Um, Can you tell me what do we need to know if you've not read the first one? What do we need to know for the second one? What you need to know is the story is told by a boy called Jack, who he's always wanted to to meet monsters but he's always been told that they never exist and in the first book he gets his chance to become a monster hunter and he's apprenticed to a 200 year old a grumpy 200 year old monster hunter called stoop and they set off to have a new life as monster hunters and jack is given a magical book called monster hunting for beginners which includes details of all the monsters in the world And every time another monster is found in the world, a new monster, it magically updates to include the monster in the Monster Hunting for Beginners manual. Um, So that's basically the setup of the story. And in the second book, um, they set off on their second adventure when they're sent off to Scotland to deal with creatures called lobbers who are making a nuisance of themselves at an abbey up in the Scottish Highlands. Um, So that's basically the story. And you've got Jack, who is trying to basically stop the end of the world as we know it. Pretty big deal, right? He is, yes. Yes. Although, in a way, it's a sort of joke um, about the fact that so many stories that you read about or you watch films are always about very serious things are about to happen and the world will end if we don't stop it. And, of course, in the monster hunting books... They're mainly intended, really, as a framework for lots of very, very silly jokes. So nothing's very, very serious. And the end of the world as we know it uh, is never really threatened. Um, But obviously, um, Jack has to deal with the situation anyway. You say you say it's a framework for funny jokes. It is. It's such a funny book. And I love even the fact you do little footnotes and asterisks and you do little extra bits here and there. Is it quite fun to write as well? It is. Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, I found writing quite difficult and quite hard. But I do enjoy the added extra bits that you talk about, the footnotes and all the asides and so on. In a way, to me, they're the, the main point of the book um, is all the silly asides and so on. And I think it comes from whenever I have an idea, I always have another idea or an opposite idea and so you end up with too many ideas so then eventually I thought oh you know what I can put all these extra ideas into footnotes and asides and so on so that's how that sort of form came about it just basically comes from not knowing when to shut up really (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say it sounds like you're getting the best of both worlds because you get all of your jokes and all of your thoughts in there then Exactly. Yes, because sometimes you have, I have a joke and a funny idea, and then I think, oh, there's another idea. Um, I wonder which one's better, and then I think, oh, I'll just use them both. <laughs> that's to be fair. That's pretty savvy. I think a lot of authors are listening right now, thinking, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Steal that. Um, you've also, of course, got loads of monsters in the book. Can you tell us a little bit about the monsters we expect to meet? Um, well, in the new book, as I say, Jack goes off to meet um, creatures called lobbers, who are sort of like. The spirits of little monks who create mischief in abbeys, um, they like to come out at night and drink all the drink and eat all the food in the kitchen and throw plates about and smash them and do things like that. Um, and then there's 
because we're in Scotland, obviously the most famous monster of Scotland, the Loch Ness monster. And in this book, there's a Loch Ness monster, so-called because she's much smaller than the Loch Ness monster. And she lives in a lake called Loch Ness. And <laughs> deep in the water in Loch Ness, there's lots of creatures living down there too. Um, including a, an amazing queen called Borborygmus. Um, um, and Louis Jabot, who, who does the pictures for this book, he's drawn an amazing, amazing picture of her. Um, and yes, it's all collywobbles and lots of name, monsters with very silly names. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about this because obviously some are from kind of folklore, but some are maybe made up by you. I think yes. maybe because you never know. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I did wonder, do you yourself have a monster hunting book? Just just where you put all of your notes for all of your monsters? I do. I have a notebook and I write down monsters. As you say, some of them are real. Um, and I write down ones that particularly interest me. And then some of them that I just completely make up. So for in the first book, for example, there's a giant fart doodle and a crusted hairy snot nibbler and things like that. So if I ever get those sort of ideas, I just write those down. Um, in the new book, um, the monsters, creatures called the fog goblins as well. And just in terms of sort of where I get my ideas from, it, I think about 20 years ago, it could be even longer. I had a dream that um, I was reading a book called the fog goblins and I woke up and I instantly jotted that down, the Fog Goblins, because I thought it, it was a funny name and eventually got the chance to use it <laughs> in the new book. It's really funny you should mention that because I was going to ask you about the Fog Goblins. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> delighted you've, you've brought them up. That's excellent for me. Um, and tell me, do you have any more books planned in the series? Do we, Were we going to see Jack again? Yes, I'm currently writing the next book in the series, which is all about dragons. I've nearly finished that one. So that will be coming out in the next year or so. And then really whether there are more books um, depend on whether children enjoy the series. I mean, I'd love to write more um, if children want to read them. I'm sure they do. Um, I'm absolutely convinced of it. We do have a little thing on Fun Kids, a little quiz, a kind of this or that quiz, mm -hmm. um, which I didn't get to do with you last time we spoke. And I wondered whether we could do that now, if that's OK. Sure, that would be great. All right, OK. Now, it's just to get a feel for who you are as an author. No stress. There's, there's no wrong answer. <laughs> there are no wrong answers. That's what you'll tell me. <laughs> I will judge you, obviously. Yes, of course. With all of them. Uh, books or Kindles? <laughs> oh, well, this is interesting. Um, books, I mean, I do prefer to read um, an actual book, but sometimes, like when I go on holiday or something, you can put hundreds of books on a Kindle. So I do, I do enjoy the convenience of that. And sometimes when I'm reading books for, for adults, um, I will read them on Kindle. But for... Things like, um, I read a lot of poetry, for example. So poetry and children's books and things like that. I prefer to read the book. Good answer. All right. Okay. Uh, good start. Heroes or villains? Oh, villains, always. <laughs> um, they're, well, they're always the most fun to write about. And, you know, sometimes it can be quite hard writing a story when, you know, if the main characters have to be good. Um, so I do like the fact that Jack's quite mischievous and he has a mischievous sense of humour because he gets to say sort of, you know, funny things that make him a little less of a goody two-shoes. But yes, the villains in the first book, there's a, a woman called Aunt Prudence, who I'm absolutely convinced she's the hero of the story, really, because um, she's so vile and horrible. And yes, in the second book, there's a few, there's a few sort of good villains too. And I, yeah, I love writing villains. So yeah, villains. <laughs> very fun to write and to read, I imagine. Um, film adaptation or TV adaptation? Um, film, probably. Yeah, I love watching films. I don't really watch television very much um, because I get fed up 
if there are too many episodes. <laughs> um, so I love to just watch a film and know that 90 minutes later it's over and then I can go and watch something else completely different. Um, so, yeah, films. Very good answer. Uh, mermaids or the boneless? Oh, well, the boneless is in the new book. This is a brilliant monster. And this this sort of does exist in, in real life. Um, but... I've adapted it in this. It's, it's basically a monster that can take any shape whatsoever. So you never quite know what you're dealing with. You could, you know, I could meet you and you might be a boneless or um, you could be walking down the street and someone passes you and they're actually a boneless or you see a nice friendly cat or a bunny rabbit, but it's actually a boneless and they're fierce and, you know, um, man-eating sort of monsters. Um, so, yeah, I think a boneless because... Um, they can hide in plain sight, really. Yeah, that's a, it's a really good idea for a, for a monster, I have to say. Um, beginnings or endings? Beginnings. I love the beginnings of stories. And that was my favourite bit of a book, to even to write or to read. I, I love a beginning. And, it, it, you know, when the whole book, the whole story is set up and you, you get the voice of the characters and so on, and then they set off on whatever adventure they're doing. And then I tend to get a bit bored in the middle sometimes. Um <laughs> And then by the end, again, it picks up and, you know, you, you sort of gallop towards the end. So I've always been very conscious of the fact that a middle of a book can be quite hard to get through because, you, you know, the beginning, you're really into a book and then it can sometimes get bogged down. So with Monster Hunter for Beginners, I just threw in more and more jokes that went along so that nobody would get bored in the middle. <laughs> oh, good tactic. I like it. Um, <laughs> laptop or write by hand? Um. I have a desktop and I do write um, on on the desktop computer. It's a big old clunky desktop. and um, But I do make lots and lots of notes by hand and I have like a notebook and I carry with me everywhere. And I, I, I do sometimes wish that I would write by hand, but it's actually quite sore on your wrist after a while. <laughs> yeah, if you're not used to it anymore, it's really hard work. It is, because nobody really writes that much anymore. Everybody's on, on devices or laptops or computers. Yeah, you just get used to sort of tapping away. It's a very different experience writing with hand than writing on a computer. It sort of looks different. But yes, for convenience, just bang it straight onto the keyboard. <laughs> I was going to say, get it straight in there, absolutely. Uh, Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? Oh, well, those would be two of my favourite books, I think, when I was young. That's very hard to choose. <laughs> um, I I think I love Winnie the Pooh because it's very, very funny. Um, and I think the characters, there's so many great characters. I mean, Paddington Bear is an amazing character and I love the Paddington Bear books. But I think Winnie the Pooh, because there's so many great characters like Eeyore and Tigger and Owl and Kangaroo and Roo. I can go through them all and it's just, it's very, very funny and endlessly rereadable. Yeah, that's, that, I find that question quite tricky, actually. So that, that's a yes. very good answer. <laughs> um, finally, the last one is the most important one of all, salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Oh, Gosh, I'd have to say cheese and onion. Although, oh if, no, <laughs> yes, but you see, I if I had given a free choice, I like ready salted crisps. Um, ready salted is the best flavour ever, and you don't need any other flavour really. But if you force me to choose between salt and vinegar, because salt and vinegar makes your lips sore. <laughs> okay, okay, you know what? Because you've shown your workings like a good kind of maths <laughs> exam, I will let you off for that. <laughs> And I will next time I see you, I will offer you some ready salted crisps, Ian, because I know That's what good. you prefer now. They're definitely the best flavour. I, I won't have any debate about this. 
I am. I am partial. I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to admit to you. I had a prawn cocktail flavor crisp the other day, and it was delicious. And I was like, "Where has this been all my life?" So basically, as long as you're eating crisps, you're, you're winning. So you don't have to, you know. Yeah, there's basically. no bad flavors. <laughs> I, absolutely, I agree with you. Uh, well, Ian, Mark, thank you so much for t- talking to us all about Monsters Bite Back, and hopefully, uh, we will see you for many more Monsters books in the series as well. Oh, thank you so much. I hope so. <laughs> it was lovely to talk to you. Me too. Lovely stuff. That was Ian Mark. Uh, What a dream to talk to him about Monsters Bite Back. I genuinely love that series, so definitely check it out if you can. And of course, if you love this podcast and you do love your books, remember to listen to Bookworms for all of the newest book releases and interviews with your favourite authors as well. See you soon. Bye.